Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Brian Martinez. Thanks for being on the show, Brian. Hey, Whitney. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning. Good morning. And Brian is a senior business development role with New View Trust, a self-directed IRA custodian. Brian surrounds himself with like-minded investors through meetups, RIAs, and mastermind groups. He shares his experience using the power of self-directed IRAs with commercial real estate investors who are raising capital to build wealth for their clients. Brian, welcome again to the show. It is a topic we've talked about numerous times on the show, but probably not often enough. I still get questions all the time about, you know, self-directed IRAs. Is this for me? When should I do this? You know, all these things, right? Or the different types of deals that they can use to, you know, use their self-directed IRAs to invest in. And I'd love to get into that a little bit. And then, you know, the different tax implications as well, right? Is sometimes questions people have, but then a lot of times people don't even know to ask those questions about the tax implications. So I'd love to get into some of that as well. But give us a little more about your focus right now, Brian, you know, at New View, and let's jump in. Yes. Obviously, since the pandemic, things have kind of changed. So I've kind of adapted to the new normal. I'm jumping on podcasts and a lot of virtual meetups. We have virtual conferences that have been very successful. And I kind of like this new normal because I'm able to touch and network with people that I probably would have never networked with before, thanks to more people being active on LinkedIn and creating more meetup groups and more podcasts than I've probably ever seen in the last three years. Yes, for sure. <laughs> it has changed everything or the way we most of us do business in a big way. But you know, let's jump in. Obviously, you know, our work using IRA, self-directed IRAs is is your specialty, right? In helping people understand this. Tell us, you know, as you work with operators in our business, you know, working with lots of investors, I would like to talk about maybe the different types of deals and the way people use their IRAs to to build wealth in syndications. Could you just elaborate on that a little bit? Maybe some options there that people don't normally think of. And we'll talk about different types of deals. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, syndications is great. It's been around for a while now, and I don't think enough people get involved or learn about it. So I've actually done my own due diligence to learn more about syndications. I've been reading books, like there's a book by Robert Beardsley about underwriting for syndication deals. And I'm just doing my own research and my own networking to learn how those syndications work. And one of the newest things I've kind of learned is, you know, whether you're doing a 506C or a 506B, it makes a big difference whether you can talk to those self-directed IRA investors or not. You might be limited to accredited investors, or you might be able to, you know, pitch that deal to your, you know, network of good friends and family that could potentially invest with you. So that's probably right now what my focus is, is just, you know, learning myself how the syndications work, what kind of deals are being created, how much capital they're raising, because that does affect NewView as well. If anyone's raising under $5 million, that would be a retail client. If anyone's raising over $5 million, that would fall under our institutional assets, which usually works with like broker-dealers. And you know, it's a larger group of people raising a lot more capital. So let's talk about the 506B, 506C thought just a little bit. Does it matter as far as you know your IRA investor, if they are investing in a 506C or B, let's assume they're accredited for the sake of that. But when they're specifically using their IRA, any differences in a B or C that they should be aware of? 
Yeah, there are some differences. Obviously, accredited or not, that limits the amount of people you could probably that have those IRAs. There's probably a lot more people that are accredited and would probably prefer to use their own cash versus using their IRA funds. And, you know, everyone's different. Everyone's, you know, methods are different and everyone wants to invest their money wisely, of course, because this is their retirement money that they're talking about. But whether they're accredited or not, whether it's 506C or 506B, it doesn't matter. Everyone has a retirement account. Now, if it's with their current employer, it's probably tied up and they won't be able to use those 401ks, 403b type of retirement plans. If they have IRAs, well, how much do they have in that IRA? Is it enough for you know maybe that minimum $50,000 to get into the deal? It might not be enough if you're talking to those non-accredited investors. However, those accredited investors, like I said, they're not always looking to use that IRA money. They might have it invested in other things like stocks, bonds, or mutual funds. So there's challenges on both sides, but there's also potential you know, on both sides to have more investors that would use this type of capital. For sure. What about just the tax implications? Maybe you can highlight some things that, you know, an IRA investor, they need to ask, right? They need to talk to their accountant or they need to talk to somebody like yourself or they need to at least ask, you know, some questions. And I find that often we don't know to ask these questions, right? Or there's questions that you just don't know until you get into it. Sometimes it's too late, but what should they be asking about taxes? Yeah, that's a great question. Something that comes up very often day to day for myself. So there is a taxation. It's called UDFI or UBIT. And this occurs whenever somebody, especially in real estate, you see it. If you're investing into a business, which it would be the LLC, or if that business or that real estate deal is using leverage, you'll be subject to a taxation. It scares people off sometimes. And sometimes even the syndicators putting the deals together don't understand how the UBIT or UDFI works. There is one plan, though, that is exempt from that. It's called a solo 401k. Some people call it an individual K, or we call it here a new view, a solo QRP. That plan is exempt from UDFI taxation. That's the only plan that would be exempt from that. A solo QRP. And who's eligible for that? Is that anyone with an IRA? Is that Walk us through that process a little bit of that having that Q or solo QRP. Yeah. So in order to be eligible for that type of plan, you have to be a self-employed individual with no common law employees. You could be in a partnership. It could be an S corp. It could be a C corp. The only rule is you don't have those employees. You're an entrepreneur, you're self-employed, and you are earning self-employed income. If you meet those qualifications, you're eligible to have a plan like this. It's a great plan. It has high contribution limits. You can contribute as the employee and the employer because you're both, you play both of those roles. So as the employee, you can contribute up to $19,500 a year. You can decide if you want it to be pre or post tax. The perk of it being exempt from that UDFI tax is huge. Also, you can take loans against it if you needed to. If you're doing your own deal and you wanted to buy a piece of real estate, say you rolled over some pre-tax money from a traditional IRA you had existing into this 401k plan, well, you also can use leverage and you're not going to be taxed at UDFI as well if it's your own deal. So there's a lot of great you know, perks of having this plan and being eligible for that. The reason this plan was created is because not enough self-employed individuals create a retirement plan for themselves. So it has a lot of catch-up contributions. And on the employer side, you can contribute up to a 25% match of your earned income for that calendar year. Maximum would be $57,000 if you're under the age of 50. There's an actual 
$6,000 catch up if you're over the age of 50 that most people don't know about as well. Brian, are there, yeah, I guess speak to, you talked about like the new norm, right? For right now and just the, after the pandemic or, you know, still going through it now or the aftermath. So tell me, What's that done for self-directed IRAs? You know, are there more passive investors looking for this type of thing now? Are there less? How has that affected that industry? Yeah. Okay. It's a great question. So 2020 was actually, I think a lot of people were hesitant on what they wanted to do. But from all the conversations I had through 2020, people were scared to move their money around, but they didn't want it in the stock market. Like they wanted their money to be safe. So they were kind of holding on to it. 2021, actually December, once the vaccines were released, I think people got a little more comfortable. Our phones definitely were blowing up. A lot more people are interested in investing in alternative assets. That is one of the best ways to control your money. It's one of the best ways to pick your own investments and diversify your portfolio. I am non-fiduciary, so I can't tell my clients, you know, what to invest in, what's a good or a bad deal. I can help them like ask certain questions for due diligence, but they should always seek, you know, an attorney or a CPA for those types of questions. But we're seeing a lot more people investing in things like cryptocurrency, definitely syndications and real estate in general, a lot more people investing in, you know, private companies. I myself, you know, invested in some of the vaccine companies and I moved some of my money in that, even though it was a stock market, I saw some potential there. And a lot of things are evolving and changing. And I think, you know, we still haven't really seen the surface of what the new normal is going to be like when people are using retirement money for investments until maybe 2022, we'll start seeing some trends. Okay. It's just interesting to hear how the pandemic has affected, you know, all, all parts of our industry. But I wanted to go back to and think about, we haven't talked about this in a while, but I thought you could shed some light on just like the prohibited transactions and what that is. And because I think there's some confusion there often as far as, you know, using my IRA and maybe what is prohibited. Yeah, for sure. So prohibited transactions are pretty straightforward for the most part. There are what's called disqualified parties that you're not allowed to do transactions with, or you're not allowed to invest in their companies. If it's a piece of real estate, these disqualified parties could never live or rent that property. They also can't put any sweat equity into it. So these are the disqualified parties. So the IRA owner and then their spouse, both of their parents and their grandparents, their children and their grandchildren. So those people are disqualified parties. So when it comes to anything prohibited, there's a few things you can't do. You can't invest in collectibles, and you can't invest in life insurance. You also can't do transactions between those disqualified parties that I mentioned. There's one other disqualified party a lot of people don't mention, and it would be anyone that's fiduciary to the IRA owner. That's good to know, <laughs> right? We can't invest like alongside our brother or our, our son's property or something like that with our IRA, correct? Yeah, so brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, nephews, the branches of your family tree, those are actually okay. Those are not disqualified parties. Okay. It's just your a sentence and your D sentence that are your linear family tree that are disqualified. No, that's good to know. What are some ways I guess you've seen people, or do you know the percentage of like the people that are using their IRAs to invest in real estate specifically, but in syndications versus, you know, say single family homes or their, you know, other types of asset classes? Yeah, I don't have a rough percentage, but I just know here at New View, I'd say in real estate in general. So I'd say 75% of our clients invest in real estate in general, whether it's a rental property, an Airbnb, or buying land. I'd say out of that, 75% of our clients, probably maybe 25% of them invest in syndications. Now, there is $11 trillion in retirement money that is out there. And a lot of these syndicators don't realize the power and how much capital they could be getting by just mentioning 
you know, do you have a self-directed IRA asking their clients and their investors if they have IRAs? I do want to tell a story. I was at Grant Cardone's 10X conference in, it was 2020, actually right before the lockdown. And he had a questionnaire that everyone was filling out when they were checking in. And you know what that questionnaire asks at the very bottom? Do you have a 401k have IRA. or IRA? And uh, he's maximizing on that opportunity. There was over 6,000 people there live. So he has a team of people dedicated just for self-directed IRAs and you know maximizing on that opportunity. That is a great idea. So he added 6,000 people probably to his investor list, right? You know, as he is obviously, you know, holding those events and whatnot. As you work with operators, what's some of the best practices that you've seen operators have when working with investors that have IRAs, but even as you, as a, with you as a custodian? I think you said best practices. Mm-hmm. Okay. The best practice is to definitely get to know, like have a point of contact at your custodian, whoever you're working with. And it could be multiple custodians. Most people do do that. They like to give their clients some options, but make sure you have a go-to person that you can build that relationship with because there's a lot of opportunity you might be missing out on. So here at New View, we have the opportunity for syndicators to contribute articles to our clients where we put it in our newsletter and our blog and our social media. We have webinars that we do weekly and we bring guests in. For example, we'll be bringing in a pretty big name, I think. Vinny Chopra will be speaking on you know senior living pretty soon. And I'm pretty excited about that. But not only the webinars, we do virtual conferences. And we're always looking for guest speakers. And these guest speakers are maximizing on these passive investors that are actively seeking a good investment. You know, they want to be educated. They want to learn about these things. And other custodians don't offer this type of education. Now, like I said, you know, we're non-fiduciary. We can't tell clients what to invest in, but we can provide education. So if you're a syndicator and you have educational material, like, and you're working with a custodian, see if they're willing to put that out to the clients. Any big mistakes that you see passive investors making with their IRAs within, you know, investing in syndication specifically? Any big mistakes that they make? Right. That's a really good question. And I'm in the sales department. I work in business development. You know, I'm that first touch with the clients. I help them establish their account, get the account funded. I'll follow up with them for the first 90 days. I don't really, I can't say that there's any mistakes that they make. The only thing I would suggest is that if they do decide, because that's a passive investment, if they decide to be an active investor and do their own real estate deals, to definitely learn what the prohibited transactions are, there's qualified parties, and learn other opportunities because they're going to be getting their returns and that money's going to start accumulating and sitting in cash. And I think that the investors, these individual investors, don't realize that their money's sitting in cash and they need to do something else with it, whether that's putting in a brokerage, precious metals, you know, maybe until they have enough to put in another syndication or another deal. Or buying their own single family, you know, property that they can get some rental income off of. Any other methods for just ensuring we're, you know, using the tax-free methods, you know, through our IRA as, as much as we possibly can? Well, I think that having different types of IRAs is pretty important. People don't realize that, you know, a Roth is pretty powerful in a lot of ways. You know, yeah, you pay the taxes on it now based on what your tax bracket is at that moment. But once you've invested that money, it's going to grow tax-free for you for the most part. Of course, unless there's leverage involved and there's some UDFI taxation. But even with that taxation, I mean, you can still get tremendous gains and build your wealth and retire 
you know, more than comfortable, which is what I think most people want to do in America. That's the American dream is to be able to just retire wealthy and enjoy that retirement because you've worked so hard and put that blood, sweat and tears for so many years. So, you know, pay attention to what your money's doing, figure out other strategies and other ways, you know, build a relationship with a good CPA that can help you build those strategies. That's the advice I would give probably to, you know, my clients. Do you have any predictions, Brian, just for the real estate market over the next six to 12 months as you, you know, learn more about investors that are investing in real estate? Any thoughts there? Yeah. So I actually watch a lot of podcasts and I'm in a lot of meetup groups and I've been hearing a lot of what the trends are right now. And it seems to me that, you know, there's obviously a lack of inventory in, in the bigger cities. I think more people are moving outside of the bigger cities as well. I think it was maybe like a scare because of the pandemic. I also think that the climate is playing a big role in why people are migrating. And I live in Florida, I'm in central Florida, and we have a lack of inventory. And I believe the reason why is because people get tired of those rough winters up north and they want to escape that. And not only that, the pandemic kind of said, you know, I think it just pushed people over the edge and they're like, I want to move south. And that's why there's a lack of inventory in the south right now. But there's still a huge market when it comes to the apartment syndications because you know, those people are renters. And not only that, there's a lot of, you know, student housing here. We have five colleges that are pretty well known in the central Florida area. So, I mean, my predictions are, you know, real estate's not going anywhere. It's going to be around. People are always going to need somewhere to live, you know, because there was the stock market crash doesn't mean there'll be a real estate market crash. What about some daily habits that you are disciplined about that have helped you achieve success? Okay, so I definitely, this is something I do on the weekends primarily, but I work in sales. So I like to read books that teach me different sales tactics, techniques. But the number one thing I do is I like to teach other people what I learn because that helps me retain the information. So I love when we bring on a, you know, a new sales you know rep here at NewView so I can teach them what I've learned or talk to them about the book that I'm reading and we share best practices with each other. So that way we can get better at our craft. Is there a book recommendation on sales or anything like that you would leave for us? Well, you probably already know. So I'm a fan of Grant Cardone. He's great at marketing. He's a great team of people. He has a book called How to Sell or Be Sold. It's a great book. I would definitely recommend that. My director, Lisa Rodriguez, actually gave me that book and I've really enjoyed it. And then as I mentioned, I'm learning more about syndications myself. And I mentioned Robert Beardsley. His book is great as well. It's a little more advanced for me. So I've had to read it. Actually, this is my second time going through it as I've joined podcasts and meetup groups and learned more. So, you know, not only am I working for NewView as a self-directed IRA custodian, I have my own investments in mind and strategies to build my own wealth, of course. So eventually when I'm that accredited investor and I want to be that passive investor, I have that wealth to do that. What's your best source for meeting new investors right now? I mean, even through NewView, like how are you all finding new clients? That's what a lot of us are attempting to do. How do you all do that the best? Just putting ourselves out there. I honestly was scared at first to be on podcasts. I was a little bit nervous because it was out of my comfort zone. And then I realized that, you know what, if I'm going to thrive in this industry, I need to get comfortable being uncomfortable and getting in front of that camera and having conversations with people that, you know, are doing things that I strive to do myself. And that's how I'm going to learn. That's how I'm going to speak the language and I'm going to get better at networking. But LinkedIn has probably been the biggest blessing for me because I'd say, you know, before the lockdown and pandemic, I would message people and I was getting 
zero response. And then once the lockdown happened, everybody was active on LinkedIn and social media. And we've gotten huge returns and built some great relationships along the way. How do you like to give back? So Newview, that's actually one of our core values. We love to give back. Pandemic slowed us down a little bit, but we have a couple charities that we work with. So one of them, well, there's a lot of them, but Share the Love, which I think Jason and Joey have been on the show and they've mentioned as well, where we raise money, we do charity events and we do auctions and you know any ways we can. And we buy a huge thing of wheelchairs that we can deliver to countries that wouldn't have wheelchairs for, you know, and it, it, we just give them out and we meet the people that are, you know, in those cities. We've gone to Mexico, we've gone to Belize, we've gone to uh, Nicaragua, Peru, so many different countries where these people don't have, you know, this type of accessibility for things that we might take for granted here in, in the States. Also, there's another charity that I love to work on, and it's called Sleep in Heavenly Peace, where we go from timber, I mean, literally wood. And we build beds for children that don't have beds. And there's a lot of families that, you know, they have these, they can barely get by. They barely have the apartment, maybe even one or two bedrooms. They might have, you know, kids sharing bedrooms. I know I shared a bedroom when I was a child, but they don't actually have beds that are their own, their own space that they can call their own. That is so much fun to me. The bed builds are amazing. It's, you know, you're out there, you're sweating, you know, you're getting sawdust everywhere, but it's actually so much fun. Even the kids get involved that come and help us. And then we get to go actually deliver the beds and put them together and meet these kids that we're giving the beds to. Awesome. Well, Brian, grateful to get to meet you and another part of the New View team and, you know, and just laying out some different things about the IRA, using your IRA to build wealth for us and thinking through different types of syndication deals versus different types of taxes and some of those questions you need to know about, right? You need to be speaking to somebody like yourself or somebody that can help you think through the tax implications that may come from this decision, you know, whether it's at the end of this year or whether it's five years from now or whatever that may be. But appreciate your time. Tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. Yeah, Wendy, thank you so much for having me again. I'm a big fan of the show. So you can reach me a few ways. If you go to newviewtrust.com and it's spelled N-U-V-I-E-W, some people spell it incorrectly, they can never find me, but it's newviewtrust.com. There's a little section that has a, it's a chat bot. You can message me directly there and either myself or my director, Lisa, will get right back to you. You could email me at bmartinez at newviewira.com, or you can call me directly. My direct phone number is 407 407- 519-9172. And feel free to leave me a voicemail and I'll call you right back. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.